Well, bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's another Tough Truth podcast. I'm Mr. Jonathan Edward Wright. I'm excited to bring you the word today. We're going to deal with a subject concerning ripe harvest. The Bible says the harvest is truly ripe, but the laborers are few. And then we're going to go right down through scripture and we're going to discuss this timely subject from a biblical perspective and just trust God will be with us during this time. Saints, the world is at turmoil. Look at what just happened in, in the state of Florida, the United States of America. The devastation. The extreme flooding in Pakistan. The extreme persecution in Nigeria. The, the rumors of wars that are happening at this time. We are living in a critical time frame. But God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has an anointing that will change things. Before I get into the word today, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. And I want to pray fervently for what's going on in the world. Um, there's so many people that need a touch from the Lord. There's so many people that need ministry. There are hungry people. There are ill people. There are destitute people around the world. There are people in Florida that have just lost everything that they, they own. I've seen videos, I've seen an interview on the news, one particular lady said, I've lost my house, I've lost my car, I've lost my job, I've lost all my possessions. She has nothing. She says, I'm basically homeless, I have nothing. And it's up to us believers and Christians to step in with support. And there's many, many ministries that are doing so in Florida and outside of Florida that have sent down uh, supplies. It is such a tragic event. So let's keep the, the individuals in Florida that have lost, they've lost loved ones, um, they've lost everything. Let's keep all, those, all these people in Florida in our prayers, in our prayers, and pray fervently for them. There's many things going on, like I said, around the world right now that are just extreme, extreme events, uh, multiple earthquakes, floods, Rumors of wars, as I just mentioned earlier. And we need the Lord. We need God. Mankind is lost without God. So before I get to the message on ripe harvest, let's go to the Lord in prayer and just believe that God will use this podcast by video on Facebook, and by audio, on the multiple different uh, podcast distributors, on YouTube, Rumble, wherever, wherever it may end up at. God will use it to touch people, to motivate people, and that he will have his way. Let's go to prayer. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I just thank you for this special time, this special time, God, that I have today to address, address the harvest that is so ripe and is ready for Christians to step in and thrust in the sickle and reap that harvest. I just pray God for the extreme needs that are going on in the state of Florida. 
God, those who have lost everything, those who have lost family, those who have lost their house, their car, their pets, whatever it may be, God, the total devastation. Lord, I just pray that you be with each and every one, God. Those who are in need, God, may you lead them. May you lead them, Lord, to the help they need. And may that help be available for them. I thank you, God, that you're with the movements and the revivals that are taking place in Pakistan, that are taking place in Nigeria, that are taking place in Kenya, that are taking place in South and Central America, Lord. I thank you for the revival fires that that are spreading in America. God, I ask as that hurricane came into Florida from the south, that it'll spark a fire of revival. Because we know that that need and persecution sparks a need for you. And I just thank you, God, that that, that spirit of revival will move from Florida and right up the East Coast, God, and start to spread across the United States of America and outside of the United States of America. I thank you, God, for your revival fires. I thank you, Lord, that you're raising up ministers. You're raising up end-time ministers, God, that'll speak your word just as they did in the book of Acts and, and won't fear mankind, won't fear persecution, won't fear rejection, but will speak your word boldly in truth and in power. I thank you, God, that you'll be with this podcast today. Use me, Lord. Use me. May I totally lose my flesh, and may you speak through me, God. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Take me to where you want me to go. If there's any needs, Lord, those who are listening and watching, and you want me to pray specifically for them, God, during this podcast, I will. You just speak the need to me, Lord, and I will do so. I just ask God, this is your time. We just ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ for his glory. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, Brother Kevin, I see you there. see you there watching. <laughs> I don't normally call folks out, but I see you commented on the screen, and I'm, I'm saying, praise the Lord. I haven't seen you in a while. I, I trust that you're doing well, and uh, I know you're on fire for God, and God's going to use you in a mighty way. I know that. I know that. There's no doubt about it. Let's get into this uh, message today, the study. We'll call it a study. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not, I can't get up and walk around and, you know, really let it fly in here. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck in front of this phone and uh, we'll just go with the flow of the Holy Ghost and we'll see where God goes here. The, the, the theme that I'm talking about is ripe harvest ripe harvest. Genesis 8.22. Genesis 8.22. I'm using a uh, Bible app on my laptop. And uh, I'm so thankful for the technology that God's given us. That God's given us. We have to utilize it for the Lord. It's being used so much for evil. But we can use it for God. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I can sit here in the state of Ohio, in front of a phone, little old me, and speak truth and have who knows how many people be touched. It's, it's such a wonderful thing. It's such a wonderful thing. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. 
It says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. That is a spiritual principle and it's a natural principle. Okay? It's twofold. It's a natural and a spiritual principle. It will not cease. The, the, the world, science calls it cause and effect. It's cause and effect. Seed time. I was always taught, you know, back in Bible school, it's seed, time, harvest. And we know that. We know that. I live out here in the country, I'm surrounded by cornfields, bean fields, wheat fields, fields of every kind. And it's just the pattern when you live in this state. I know there's folks that come into this state, this particular this part of the state, and they're, they're blown away by all the cornfields. And, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I never thought there was this many fields. Well, it's just it's the way it is here. And uh, it just always it's a constant reminder of the harvest, especially this time of the year. It just, you know, it just triggers that mindset in me. And I knew I needed to speak on this. And, and God has given me, uh, I believe, a, a powerful word on it. So we look at it as seed time and harvest and I want to deal with each one of those and then I'm going to break down the harvest into uh, three segments let's look at the seed first the seed the power is in the seed and I don't know about the folks that are listening to me and watching me how many how many messages have you heard about seed time harvest and sowing and reaping and, and, and specifically financial? Um, and it's true. It's true. There's truth in that. But it's a spiritual natural law that transcends even finances. And and we gotta start thinking about the the, the reaping of souls, the reaping of the kingdom of God. And finances are a vital part of that in Jesus' name. And individuals and callings and giftings. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go to uh, verse 11 and 12. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. It says there, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed, okay, key, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. So the power is in the seed. That's where the power is. The power is in the seed. You don't just, um, just I don't know, you don't just randomly just scatter seed out when you plant a crop. They, they plant it in rows. They're precise. There's a certain amount of distance. I mean, they got it down to a science now. I mean, it's, it's, and they get consistently, they get good crops every year. You have floods that affect it. You have droughts that affect it. But they've figured out a way to get everything, you know, just so-so. And there was a minister, 
at uh, the church I attend that said, you know, it, it, it's so much truth with a seed. He was talking about breaking an apple down, you know. And he ultimately said, break it down into a seed, the seeds that are left, and realize that the countless amount of apples that are in each one of those seeds, how powerful that is. So don't take what you do for the Lord lightly. Don't take the words that you use lightly. It can, it can produce such a harvest, a harvest. Just, just you think about, I think about this podcast. I could be speaking to somebody who knows where, and they could be the next Billy Graham. I mean, you don't know. You just, you just don't know the effects that your words have and your ministry has on folks. And we are all, if we're born-again believers, we're ministers of the gospel. We're called to evangelize and reach people. And we have different ways to do that. But we're out there in the marketplace, and that's what God's called us to do. So never take lightly a power of the seed. The power of the seed is extremely, extremely powerful. Let's look at Genesis 13, 6. Genesis 13, 6. Turned out to be a pretty nice day today. It started out a little rough. We still have remnants of that Hurricane Ian uh, swirling around and the clouds. And uh, it's the sun's out now. It's beautiful, crisp fall day. And uh, I'm so blessed and I'm so thankful that God has given us such a beautiful day. Let's look at Genesis 13, 6. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great. Hold on a second. Do I have the right verse here? I'll make sure I got the right verse. So that they could not dwell. I don't think I got the right verse. Okay, yeah, I do, I do. And the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. That, what I'm talking about there is that countless fruit. That countless fruit. The land was not able to bear them. This is talking about the expansion of the Israelites through Abraham. That that the blessing was on them that the land was not able to bear and their substance was so great. The Bible says we are blessed with Abraham when we become a believer. We're grafted in. We're grafted in. So all seeds can produce countless fruit. You think about it. I mean, think about how Israel grew just from a small beginning. Don't despise the days of small beginnings. God will make great things out of just a seed. Think about that. Think about the power of the seed, the power in the seed. Such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Such a wonderful thing. I want to say a big hello to everyone that's joining in. Um, I see people come and go. <laughs> uh, hello to Leah. Uh, I've seen another gentleman on there. I, I, I can't see it on the screen anymore, but I just want to say hello to, to everyone that's, that's stopping in. Let is, let's look at another aspect of seed. Let's look at Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Chapter 17. I might have said your name wrong. It's Leah? That's probably... It's either Leah or Leah. Hopefully I didn't butcher it. People get my name. People spell my name wrong all the time. Um, so it's... <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it seems to be a common issue with names. Ezekiel chapter 17, let's look at verses 7 and 8. 
And the part I want to look at here is the seed needs to be put in fertile, fertile, I'll say that correctly, fertile soil. You can't just stick a seed in some sand. You can't stick it in a, a soil that doesn't have nutrients in it, doesn't have the proper ingredients. So it's very important how we plant our seed. Remember, we're talking about spreading the gospel here, okay? We're using biblical and spiritual principles of seed time harvest. So uh, you got to make sure that you put your seed in fertile soil. Let's look at those verses. Starting in verse 7, it says, There was also another great eagle with great wings and many feathers. And behold, this vine did bend her roots toward him and shot forth her branches toward him that he might water it by the furrows of her plantation. Verse 8. And it was planted in a good soil by great waters, that it might bring forth branches, that it might bear fruit, and that it might be a goodly vine. So be very, 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 very careful where you plant your seed. You've ever heard the term, don't cast your pearl before swine? That, there's, that's a scriptural truth. Be very careful that you don't speak out of turn. You don't plant your seed out of time, and that you plant your seed in the correct soil. It's, it's biblical principle. It's throughout the scriptures. I could go deeper into that, but I won't for the lack of time. So the power is in the seed. All seeds can produce countless fruit. They have to be planted in fertile soil. And another aspect is, and it says it right there in this verse, it must be properly watered. Properly watered. Let's look at a New Testament scripture for that. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and we're going to look at verse 6 this is a pretty I think it's a pretty familiar scripture with a lot of folks I believe you've heard this before this is Paul speaking to the church of Corinth speaking of himself I have planted Apollos watered but God gave the increase so our seed has to be properly watered and God will give the increase. It's, it's the responsibility of God to give that increase in his time. When you, when you plant it in good soil, when you properly water it, so to be effective in ministry, to be effective uh, to bring in the harvest, these, these, these things are very, very important. We can't just go out uh, and just start you know, firing away. There's proper times to minister to people. There's proper times to witness to people. I mean, let's face it. You could go into Walmart and jump up on the counter and start preaching. You're going to probably get arrested and thrown out of there. You know, there's proper ways to do things. So you don't cast your pearl before a swine. That's, you know, you, you look at the way the apostles handled themselves. You look how Jesus handled himself. When Jesus was in a situation where that the, the crowd was getting ready to, you know, they were getting upset. The, the Pharisees and the Sadducees would get the crowd all upset at him. I mean, he'd have to slip out. The Bible says he slid, he slipped out of there, you know, because he knew things was getting rough. So we have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, as the Bible says. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So... The power of the seed that can produce countless fruit it has to be put in fertile soil, but it also has to be watered. It has to be watered. And God will use, God will use so many ways 
So many ways to bring forth that harvest, to bring forth that harvest. Let's look at the other aspect of seed time harvest. Seed time harvest. Let's look at Jeremiah 5.24. Jeremiah 5.24. Now we're going to go through a lot of scriptures here. Okay? We're going to go through a lot of scriptures. I want to say a big hello to my podcast audience that will be listening to this on delay. I have been observing the analytics. I see uh, picking up a few every, every week. And uh, I'm so thankful. I'm believing God that eventually I'm going to have at least one podcast downloader in every single state of the union. And I eventually want to have at least one podcast downloader in every single part of the world. I'm just believing God is going to have his way. But it has to be effective seed. You know, I'm not, I don't just want people downloading it for whatever reason. I want it to be effective. I want it to be an effective seed in Jesus' name. Jeremiah 5.24. This is, we're talking about time now. We've moved from seed. Now we're into time. Jeremiah 5.24. Neither say they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God that giveth rain both the former and the latter in his season. He reserveth unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. When you're dealing with seed, there's appointed times. There's appointed times. Around here in in the state of Ohio, I mean, you don't, you know, you don't plant corn in the middle of winter. <laughs> it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. It's not going to do very good. There's appointed times. There's appointed times. God has appointed times. It says right here in this in this verse, let's not fear the Lord our God that giveth rain both the former and the latter in his season. In his season. We can't force revival. I know there are individuals that think, you know, if we just all just rebuke and cast and declare and decree and we can just, you know, the Bible says that the former and the latter rain falls in his season. In his season. But we can be out there planting seed. We can be out there watering the seed. We can make sure that seed's in good soil. And it's good quality seed. But God has the appointed time. God has the appointed time. Let's look at another aspect of that. I've actually got two scriptures for this. Let's look at Exodus 34, 21. Exodus 34, 21. God is so good. I'm uh, just excited about what God is doing. What God is doing. It's uh, We live in a tremendous day. I don't know if we're, as I've said several podcasts where we're at the very end of the times, you know, end times or not, for sure. There's been, throughout history, periods of time, mankind, it looked like it was, but it wasn't. So we have to be careful, and we have to, as my pastor says, church I attend, we have to prepare like Christ isn't going to come back for another hundred years or whatever it might be. We have to, to, to plant seeds into the younger generations so that we may reap a harvest through them. In the future, if Christ does tarry. Let's look at Exodus 34, 21. This is another aspect of time. Six days thou shalt work, but on the seventh day thou shalt rest. In earing time and in harvest thou shalt rest. 
We need to enter into God's rest. Enter into God's rest. Not try to get in our flesh and make that harvest come sooner than what it's supposed to. Enter into God's rest and wait. Wait on the harvest that he has. But we have to get out there and we have to plant seed. We got to get to work. But God will bring, God will bring the increase. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. I'm going back and forth, the old to the new, to the old to the new. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. I am not going to read all this. I got it written down 11 verses. I don't believe I'm going to read all this. Uh, basically, this talks about entering into God's rest. It said, let us therefore fear, verse 1, a promise being left of us entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in him that heard it, so on and so forth. And it, it just goes on to say, let us, in verse 11, let us labor, labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after that same example of unbelief. So it's talking about entering into Christ and having Christ direct our lives. And, and, and entering into his rest and not getting in our flesh, not getting in our flesh and trying to make things happen before the appointed time, before what the time God wants it to happen. But we have to be out there busy and doing what God's asked and called us to do. We can't just sit around and think that, you know, it's just going to drop in our laps. <laughs> I've learned that with this podcast. You know, I just finally decided, you know what, I am blowing up with, with stuff and I got to get this out somehow, some way. God said, well, you got an avenue. Use it. And I'm like, okay, God, I'll use it then. And uh, it's been such a great blessing. It's been such a great blessing. I trust it's been a blessing to those who have been listening that you're growing in the grace of the Lord. I'm growing right along with you. I'm growing right along with you in Jesus' name. Let's look at Proverbs 10.5. Proverbs 10.5. Proverbs 10.5. We're swinging back and forth. We're back into the old here. Back into the wisdom literature. Proverbs 10.5 says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. So we need to enter into God's rest, but we don't need to be sleeping. That's, uh, that's an interesting concept. So we need to rest in the Lord and trust in him to bring in the harvest and, and as, as we do, what God's asked us to do, but not to fall asleep. You know, it talks about what? Do be not, uh, how does that verse go? Basically says, don't be weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you don't faint or faint not. Right? That's, a, that's what that scripture. That's a one that just came to me there. I can't think trying to think exactly where that's at. But. So God, we need to enter into God's rest. And it's it's so peaceful to enter into God's rest and and just trust in Him. 
you've planted your seed, you put it in good soil, you, you're watering it with the, with the word, and you're trusting God will bring that harvest. It's so good to trust in Jesus, as the old song says. It's so good to trust in him. He will bring the harvest in his time. So rest in God, but don't fall asleep. Don't get weary in well-doing, because you'll reap if you faint not. In Jesus' name. Let's look at, uh, I've got three scriptures for this particular point. Let's look at uh, Psalm 37, 9. Psalm 37, 9. And now we're still, we're talking about seed time and harvest. We've dealt with the seed. Now we're dealing with the time. What do you do well, after you planted that seed? This could be financial. This could be uh, uh, something you've been praying about, a, a person that you've been influencing, something you're believing for. That said, it's, it's a spiritual and natural principle in the earth. And in the first verse that I read in Genesis, while the earth remaineth, it's not going away. It's, 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 you start looking, you start thinking about seed time and harvest. I mean, you really start thinking about how everything is cause and effect and everything works off of something else. It, it just, it just blows your mind. You start thinking, <laughs> you start thinking about it. It's just such an awesome concept. Let's look at Psalm 37 and let's look at verse nine. Now here I want to discuss the power of waiting. The power of waiting. We're still dealing with time. The power of waiting. For evil doers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Wait upon the Lord. Now, waiting upon the Lord is not just waiting for him to do something or to bring in the, you know, to produce the harvest, but being active in doing as well. And we see, I think, a particular time where uh, uh, Jesus was uh, teaching, and you know, at Mary and was it Martha? And one was at the feet of Jesus, and the other was busy, 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 you know, doing everything. There are times when you need to just wait on the Lord in prayer. Just wait on God. Wait on the Lord. Uh, we do a lot of talking. It's amazing. If we just be quiet, what God will tell you. And it's such an amazing thing that he'll speak to you, you know, before, as I've had this happen to me so many times, I'm sure many of you can testify to this. You can't even get the, the complete thought out or you start to say it out of your mouth and God gives you the answer as you're, start, as you're saying it or thinking it. That's how you know when God's talking to you when that happens and I've had God correct me I've started to say things well something about somebody you know that they'll never be able to they'll never get by that or they'll never and God say stop right as I'm starting to say it so we need to listen to the voice of God and wait upon him I'm not going to go through all the scriptures I got two more for that particular point but Let's go to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. I like to keep this podcast an hour. 
when I first started it was short and it's just gotten to where it, it I usually uh, I'm able to God usually blesses and we're usually able to be right around an hour and I'm kind of checking time I've been on a half an hour now and I've got a lot to cover so I'm going to kind of cut down on some of these verses in my notes it's always good anytime you do ministry well a lot of things be over prepared be over I'd rather be over prepared and under prepared Jesus name. let's look at Mark chapter 4 let's look at 26 through 29 now we're still dealing with the time remember we see time harvest and now we're in that aspect of time what do you do after you've planted a seed put it in good soil and you, you're watering it let's look at Mark chapter 4 verses 26 through 29 and he said this is Jesus so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Verse 27, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knoweth not how. He didn't have anything to do with it. He just put it in the fertile soil, and it got watered. And the seed does what the seed does, because the power is in the seed. Verse, and he knoweth not how, in verse 27. Verse 28, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. And, and we can relate to that here in Ohio. And I'm sure there's many other folks who can relate to that in different parts of the United States and possibly in parts of the world with the corn reference. But when the fruit, verse 29, is brought forth, immediately he putteth in a sickle because the harvest is come. So there's a time of growth with that seed and God brings the increase and, and, and God knows when that harvest is come and it is ripe and is ready is ripe and ready I used um, for the uh, graphics for my podcast I used a man holding grapes in his hand and that, and that, that ripe you think about ripe grapes rather than corn we have a ripe harvest out there folks there's much opportunity, there's much work to be done. Look look at the, the potential to minister in Florida right now. Those people need much help, much ministry. And unfortunately, it's just the way that it works in the world. That people tend to reach out to God when all the other avenues uh, have been destroyed. And they truly, truly need help. We all, I've done that. I've done that in my life. So the opportunities are great. The opportunities are great around the world. I get, uh, I get contacted on a consistent basis from ministers in different parts of the country, and well, actually outside the country in some other nations, you know, begging me, would you, would you please come over here? Would you, would, would, can we do some type of broadcast, you know, uh, to, to my people? Or you know, they're desperate for the word of God. They're desperate for the word of God out there. It, the, the harvest is ripe, folks. The harvest is ripe. And I just trust that God's going to use this podcast. I'm going to work things out with some of these individuals in some capacity. And we're going to, we're going to thrust in the sickle, as the scripture says. For that harvest is ripe. Let's look at one more scripture about time. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5 and let's look at verse 16 
verse 16. It's talking about redeeming the time. Redeeming the time, verse 16, because the days are evil. The days are evil. This, I've dealt with this in the previous, I don't want to get on a rant, but this whole idea that we're going to like slowly take over the planet and the Bible doesn't teach that. We're just not. The earth is cursed. We're not going to take over the planet as Christians. We're called to minister to those and reap the harvest that, that is ripe. As you know, with any harvest, not, not all crops are harvestable. So to think that we're gonna like, you know, we're gonna just reap reap everything and you know, that's that's not it's not scriptural. And there's so many people following that nonsense. It's just I don't want to get on a rant. <laughs> it's just sad. It's sad. We need to redeem the times. That verse says redeem because the days are evil. The days are evil. The days are getting better. Redeem the the days are evil. The Bible said, the Bible teaches the wicked are going to get more wicked. You, you got to look at it as parallel, like it's two, two streams are in parallel. You got the wicked stream and you got the godly stream and you can be in either one. There is a remnant. There is a remnant. And that's in that godly stream. But evil didn't cease to exist. It doesn't cease to exist because we're in that godly stream. There's still an evil stream out there. And that is not going to be done away with until Christ takes over. Until Christ places judgment on this world. Until he returns. But we're going to have a great revival. We're going to have a mighty move of the Spirit. We're going to have a mighty move of God in Jesus' name. You can believe that. You can believe that. You can take that, as they say, to the bank. Take it to the bank. It's already, we're already in revival. We are all ready in revival in Jesus name so we've dealt with seed and time now we're going to deal with some aspects of harvest some aspects of harvest let's look at Luke chapter 10 Luke chapter 10 I see Amanda has joined in good afternoon Amanda I see the Sun is out that's a great blessing I know that you can also watch this. I've learned this on Facebook. You can you can go onto a to a video and you don't have to click into it to watch it. You can just sit there in your browser and watch it, and not click into it. It doesn't show it as somebody watching you. You know, <laughs> so. But I can see I can see individuals that comes up on the screen um, who's watching. I see Jamie just tuned in. God bless you, brother. I miss you greatly. I, great, I miss you greatly. I want to. I want to get with, together with you at some point. Um, you're great. You've been a great blessing in my life. Just wanted to tell you that. Let's look at uh, Luke chapter ten, verse two. Luke chapter ten, verse two. Now we're dealing with harvest here. We've already done the uh, seed, the time, and now let's let's look at some aspects of harvest. And this, what I want to talk about right now is the harvest of souls that are out there. The harvest of souls. It says in Luke 10, 2, Therefore he said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. 
Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. So it's not that the harvest isn't out there. You know, it's kind of like right now, this time of the year. You know, you got corn, <laughs> you, you got beans. I mean, they're, they're, they're drying up. They're ready to be harvested in, in the state of Ohio. But somebody's got to get out there and get in those combines, get on those tractors, and get in those uh, uh, grain haulers. And somebody has to be at the grain silos to bring in that harvest. You have to have laborers. The harvest is right, folks, I'm telling you. It's, it, when things start getting rough and start getting tough and people start getting desperate, what the devil meant for evil, God will turn around for good. COVID was a reset. COVID was a reset. It was a godly reset that God allowed. Our presidential situation in this country, God allowed that for a reason. There's a reason for it, folks. A lot of it's judgment, I'll just be quite honest with you, from, from a biblical standpoint. COVID was a reset, and and it's 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 rejuvenated. I know it's rejuvenated me. It, it kind of stopped the church in its tracks and said, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Wake up. And we realized how quick things could be taken away from us, how, how quick our freedoms could be infringed on. COVID was definitely a reset, but the church is waking up in Jesus' name. So we see there in Luke chapter 10, too, that the harvest is ripe and it's ready, and God's just waiting on laborers. And that don't mean you have to, well, I need to get on a podcast like Jonathan. God bless you if the God leads you to do that. But it could just mean being a, you know, being a light, a beacon of light in your family, where you work at, um, that in the church that you're involved in, whatever it may be, you know, we all have different Bible teachers, different callings and, and aspects of ministry. We're not all called to do the same thing. But the Bible does teach that we're all called to evangelize the lost and, and speak uh, the love of Christ into their life. The Bible does definitely teach that. None of us are exempt from doing that. We're all supposed to do that. Let's look at another verse. I'm going to have to get going because I'm going to go long here. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 9. Deuteronomy, actually verse 19, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 24, 19. The harvest is for those that are in need. So you look at... Uh, the, the folks that got it all, you know, supposedly got the American dream, got it all together, got a big house, you know, got the perfect family, and, you know, the two kids and, the, you know, and the two two cars or whatever it might be and everything. And, and they look like they got it all together, but they, they're in need too, just as well as the ones like that just lost everything in Florida. We all need Christ. We all need Christ. Verse 19 in Deuteronomy 24. When thou cuttest down thine harvest in thy field, and hast forgot a sheaf in the field, thou shalt not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow, that the Lord thy God may bless thee and all the work of thine hands. Look at how the Lord, even in the Old Covenant, had a way of taking care of the widow, the fatherless, the orphan, the needy, 
such a tremendous, tremendous truth. The harvest is for those in need. And another aspect of harvest of souls is to keep a proper focus. Let's look at 1 Samuel. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 6, and let's look at verse 13. 1 Samuel 6, 13. Actually, I went to the wrong chapter here. Give me a second. Okay, there we go. It says in that passage, And they of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. That, that word interpreted is house of the sun. Now, when you become a believer, you become part of the body of Christ, you become a spiritual house of the sun, S-O-N, the son of Christ, the son of God, Jesus Christ. I said that wrong, not son of Christ. Son of God, Jesus Christ, or the Bible used the son of man, also referenced him as son of man. He was 100% man, 100% God. So in that verse, they, they're reaping the harvest in the valley and they lift up their eyes and they see the ark and rejoice to see it. That's, that's talking about a move of God. Notice they were working in the valley and that's what sprung the revival, sprung the move of God. Is that an awesome verse? So if you interpret that, they of, they of the Son of, uh, that believe in their house of the Son of God were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley where God put them, and they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark. And the ark you know what the ark represents. The fullness of God, a move of the Spirit, and they rejoiced to see it. That's where we're at. That's where we're at as a church in this time. It's such an awesome, awesome time to be alive. Now, whether this is the very end of the end or this is a reformation or whatever it may be, there are ministers with more clout than me, than I, that say it is. I know some individuals that have had dreams, literally had uh, experiences where they've said, Jesus told them, this is that we're wrapping things up. And we're getting close. So I don't know that for sure, but I do know that we're always called to get out there and reap the harvest. We're always called by God to get out there and, and plant the seeds and put them in, in proper fertile soil and make sure they're watered and God will bring the increase in Jesus' name. That's what I say, every, I, I pray about this podcast. I say, God, just bring the ears to me that need to hear. Just those, just those, that's all. Not everybody's gonna like my style. Not everybody's gonna like me. The Bible says a prophet is not welcome in his own land. Not everybody's gonna be thrilled that I'm doing what I'm doing. That's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna minister to those that God has put out there that he has ordained for me to reach and talk to. And that's what you need to do in Jesus' name. Don't try to plow some another man's field. I'd be 
you want to talk about some things breaking loose out here in the country. You start getting in some other guy's field and trying to reap his heart. I mean, there's going to be some gunshot. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you out here. There ain't no doubt about it. They don't mess around out here in the country when it comes to those type of things. So don't try to plow in another man's field. Don't try to reap another man's harvest. That's, that's, God just gave, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that. We need to stay in our lane, stay in your own lane, stay in your own place of opportunity, and God will bring the increase. Let's look at another aspect. Let's look at the harvest of judgment. This is the one nobody wants to talk about. Well, I can't say nobody, but a whole lot of church, we don't, nobody, they just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about the judgment that's coming. We we allowed 60, the estimate is over 60 million babies to be slaughtered in this country since Roe versus Wade went into effect. You think God's winking at that? That we're not reaping some judgment on this country for those, those type of sins and other sins that we are endorsing and allowing? Everybody's got 10 pronouns now. They don't even know what sex they are, what gender they are. I mean, it, the world's gone nuts, folks. And it's just, it, it's just pointing to the end times. I'm probably going to get some hate mail now. <laughs> so I'm starting to... I'm starting to step on some toes, but that's all right. I, I, I made myself actually go on uh, news pages on Facebook and, and say things and allow people to just spout nasty stuff at me. And I just like, eh. I don't, I didn't respond to them just to get myself conditioned for that. And I'm not really too worried about it. I've, I've been not liked and disliked and cursed at and rebuked and whatever. So, you know, got to be thick-skinned. Got to be thick-skinned to minister the gospel. That is for sure. Absolutely. So we got a harvest of judgment. Let's look at Isaiah 17. I will get off my rants and I will get this done. In Jesus' name. Isaiah chapter 17. And let's look at verse 11. We're dealing with the harvest of judgment. You can't think of the, the harvest in the Bible as strictly like, you know, blessings and finances and huge amounts of souls coming to the kingdom. That's all true. God blesses you to be a blessing. Um, he doesn't give you huge amounts of money just so you can hoard it and use it on yourself. He blesses you to bless others. That is, that is a spiritual principle in the Word of God. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 17, verse 11. We're dealing with harvest of judgment. This is another aspect of harvest that I said. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It says in that verse, In the day shalt thou make thy plant to grow, and in the morning shalt thou make thy seed to flourish. But the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief and of desperate sorrow. I think of Florida when I read that. I think was this, the death counts up in the 70s now, depending on who you listen to. I know it was spoken by a particular sheriff. Was it in Lee County, Florida? It said it was going to be hundreds. 
you know, I think he misspoke. He was just basing it on uh, the amount of people he needed to stay, 911 calls, so on and so forth. But I just think about Florida, the grief and the desperate sorrow right now. Such a beautiful place. <laughs> the, that Fort Myers area and all that, such beautiful, beautiful area. Devastated. That shows you how life, life changes. The reality of life. You can think you're, you got it all together and you know, and that they can change on a dime. And you have to trust in the Lord. You have to trust in the Lord. So we see that harvest of judgment. There's a day of great pain and sorrow coming upon this earth. The Bible clearly teaches it. Pain and sorrow. God will judge wickedness. He's already judging wickedness. This earth is cursed. Christ did not pull the curse off of this earth. It will eventually be redeemed, but the Bible teaches it's going to burn up with a fervent heat. There's going to be a new heaven. John said, Behold, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. He didn't say, Behold, I saw a redeemed heaven and a redeemed earth. He said a new heaven and a new earth. This this earth, this current earth, is going to burn up with a fervent heat and everything in it that's left. So we can pile all that stuff up, but it's going to burn up. I've talked about this in weeks past, so I won't get too far off on that bunny trail. But we need to know that there is a harvest of judgment. Let's look at Joel chapter 3, 13. Joel chapter 3, or I guess it could say Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the vats overflow, for the wickedness is great. It's all about a harvest. Well, it's, it's a harvest of judgment. It's a harvest of judgment. And there has to be a sense of urgency with that. When we see these things taking place, the Bible says, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. And I hear, I hear, I hear it a bit, well, they've been saying that for 2,000 years. That's a very, the Bible even talks about, the book of Peter talks about, people say that, well, they've just been saying that for ever since the fathers, they've been saying, you know. They're fulfilling scripture by, the, by folks quoting, you know, saying that out of their mouths. In a day that you think not, the Son of Man will come. But it also says, look, and know that the sea, it's getting close. But he's going to, you know, he's going to surprise some, some folks. What he gets ready, what he's doing, what he gets ready to do. But I believe it's going to be a great, great harvest of souls and reaping of harvest of souls before that judgment totally gets onset into this earth. And again, how far we are from that, I don't know. But boy, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. The world is really, really crazy right now. And, and, and we need to look up and see that our redemption draweth nigh. Let's look at another scripture related to that. Let's look at Revelations chapter 14. Revelations chapter 14, 15. 14, 15. I will get this here. I clicked on the wrong one. There we go. 
says, And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. That scripture is not only talking about end time revival, but it's also talking about end time judgment. The whole book of Revelations deals with that. And it's not all allegorical, and it didn't all happen in AD 70 or 70 AD. That's nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's, preterism is nonsense. I'm straight up. It's nonsense. It's not consistent with scripture. You have to start allegorizing everything and ignoring just straight truth from the Bible to believe it. It's, it's yeah. Study it. Study it out. Look up preterism, what preterism is. It's P-R-E-T-E-R-I-S-M. It's, yeah. And there's a lot of the church that believes it. And it's sad. It's very, very sad. And I don't think we're going to be prepared and ready as Christians because there's a harvest of judgment coming along with that glorious harvest of souls. Things are going, the wicked are going to get wickeder. That's just the truth of the Bible. That's the truth of Scripture. They run parallel, as I said earlier. The harvest of the last days is, is the last point I wanted to make. And I've kind of been talking about that with this harvest of judgment. But let's look to more scriptures. I'm going to kind of squeeze them in here real quick. Squeeze them in here real quick. Let's go to St. John, chapter 4, verse 35. And I'm thinking this is something Jesus said, just by where it's at. Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, and look unto the fields, for they are white already to harvest. So, no procrastination. Roll up your sleeves and, and get to work. Even if, even if Jesus tarries for another thousand years, you only got so much time in your life. You're only going to be here so long. So you have, to, you have to, to redeem the times, as the Bible says. Redeem the time. And use and maximize your time. Regardless of how old you are, whether you're 10 or 90, you still have some days of productivity. God can use you. God can use you. Don't cry over the lost harvest. Don't don't cry over, you know, I I I, I should have done this, I should have done that. Those days are past you. Look forward and say, God, what can I do at this point in time in my life where I'm at to help you reap that harvest? God, what do you want me to do? And God will show you. God will show you. God will open up doors for you. You could be 90 years old in a nursing home. And there could be individuals in that nursing home that haven't heard the gospel. And you can be sitting there at an event in the nursing home and you can minister to the and lead that soul to Christ. And that's a harvest. That's part of the harvest. Every soul counts. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone counts. Every soul counts in Jesus' name. Let's look at one more scripture. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 29. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about next week. I have not had any specific, like, definite direction yet from God. 
I got some things rolling through my, my noggin, but I don't know for sure. I want to make sure that I follow the Holy Spirit. So when I figure that out, I usually put up a uh, few few advertisements on my Facebook page, kind of let everyone know. I put up a podcast on Friday, a promo, letting everyone know what I'm going to talk about. So pray that God will show me what he wants me to speak on next week in Jesus' name. This, we're talking about the harvest of last days, the other aspect of the end time harvest. Mark 4, 29. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in a sickle because the harvest is come. No sitting around and waiting. No sitting around and waiting. We only got so many days. I, I realize that myself. I'm like, you know, Jonathan, you know, you're in your 50s now. If you're going to do it, you better be doing it now. Toby Mac has a song. If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out swinging. If, if the world's going to eat me alive, I'm going to go out swinging. In Jesus' name. I'm not going to live with regret. And I just pray that that, that spirit, that truth, reaches you today. And you'll start to redeem the times that we live in. And trust God to lead you to help reap the harvest in Jesus' name. Well, I trust you've learned something today. It's been a great blessing for me to present this word. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to message me. Um, Jonathan Edward Rife on Facebook for those listening on podcast. I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Rumble. Uh, feel free to message me. Feel free to send a friend's request. Uh, I'm constantly in discussions with individuals so many of them from other countries right now. And uh, God's up to something. God's up to something. The harvest is truly, truly ripe. Before we end this podcast, let's go to prayer. Let's ask God to seal this word and just believe that God's going to use this in the weeks to come. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you for this word concerning seed, time, and harvest. I thank you, Lord, that you are raising up people, voices, God, to speak your truth. I thank you, Lord, that revival is on our doorsteps. There is extreme need in this country and other parts of the earth, God, for your gospel. And I just thank you, Lord, that you have raised me up as a ministrator of revival, as someone to... to Stoke the embers of the fire of God and, and motivate individuals to step in to what God has called them to do. I thank you now, Lord, that you will use this word that you have ministered to God. May the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit be upon each and every one that watches this live, that watches this recorded, that listens to it on podcast, wherever they may hear or see it. May it touch them in a powerful way, God, because it's your words, not mine. Your words. I just pray this all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. I'm so glad that you could join me this afternoon. I've got a beautiful day working out there now. The clouds have cleared up here, at least. Sun is out. I'm excited. Excited about what God is doing. So until next time, keep your chin up.
and get out there and do what God asks you to do. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'll see you next week.